welcome back folks to three men and their babies three dads three very different scenarios how you doing boys i'm with adam and benny you all right good yeah very good thank you mate good good i think we should balance out last week's show which was a bit of a child love fest and this week maybe discuss some things about kids that are really really annoying and horrible because i think it's only fair okay shit kids (laughs) i think there's two there is the Okay, it is it is fantastic being a parent. And all the things we said last week are completely true. But man, sometimes it's really, really hard work and really, really annoying. And not hard work as in the whole just looking after... I mean, looking after them is easy. Like I said last week, fed, watered, warm, makes you get plenty of sleep, all that kind of thing. That's easy. But when they get to a certain yeah. age, there's just times where you're just thinking, okay, we're doing this now. This is what we're doing. See, so it could be something... Okay, I'll start with this. I'll go upstairs to bed to my daughter and I'll say, right, it's okay. Like It's bedtime. Let's you know go and brush teeth and all that kind of thing. And she'll go, oh, I'm just, do I have to brush my teeth? I am so tired. I'm just so tired. And I'll say, come on, we've, we've got to go and br- let's just go brush our teeth and you'll be back in bed in two minutes. <sighs> okay. So she's got a captain's bunk. So she'll kind of slide down the stairs like a slinky. Like there's three steps to a captain's bunk. She'll just slide down them, not even like step down them. She'll slowly go to the bathroom, put the toothpaste on the brush, brush her teeth, and then 30 seconds later, she's dancing and doing high kicks. I'm just, I, th- I thought you were tired. Yeah, but I, I feel a bit better now. I'm like, right, okay then. Then we'll go to bed. So she'll get into bed, lights off. Okay, princess, good night. Okay, night night, daddy. Two seconds after, oh, can I just, can I just ask you a quick question? Just a quick question. Right, yeah, go on. Right, so... You know dinosaurs? I mean, no, we're not doing this now. We're not doing it. It's bedtime, okay? <laughs> it is bedtime, okay? It's bedtime. Time for bed. Okay, okay, fine, fine. I'll come back downstairs. I'm not kidding. It could be 45 minutes later. And all I hear is, Daddy! I'll go upstairs. George, I, th- I thought you were asleep. I, j- I just need to go to the toilet. Right, okay, fine then. Right, come on, let's go to the <laughs> toilet. We'll go to the toilet. Back to bed. Can I just ask you a quick question? All right, fine, quick question. Right, so you know God. No, no, no. <laughs> it's bedtime. It is bedtime, okay? Let's go to bed. I just can't get to sleep, though. Like, how? You said you were knackered 50 minutes ago. It's been 50 more minutes. Like, yeah, but I, I just can't sleep now. I just can't sleep. Oh, Christ almighty. It drives you insane. Dad, She's clearly I'll energized decided... by um, oral hygiene. I guess so, yeah, and high kicks. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you need to stop giving her that like Nescafe toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> LSD toothpaste. Right, gargle, it, gargle it with your Red Bull mouthwash. Okay. And time to go to bed. Close your eyes. No, put those wings away. That's enough. <laughs> are all yours the same, Ads? Are they all, are yeah. they all do the same thing? Or at uh, a different stage, obviously, when no, they were younger? I've or... been blessed. I've been blessed with three wonderful children <laughs> and a very good lying voice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, my, my kids have been... Annoying in in different ways. I mean, I'll admit, my eldest is an absolute delight. Apart from being a bit lazy, because now she's like a preteen, like it's you need to shower every day, you need to wash your hair regularly. And she's just like, no, I'm still a kid. And it's like, no, you are developing hormones and everything in your body, so you need to wash regularly. So apart from that, she's fine. My lad. He comes up with just absolutely bizarre things mid-conversation. So 
we'll just be talking about what we've done at school today, you know, what we're going to have for tea when we get home. And then in the middle of it, he'll go, did you know dinosaurs are a type of lizard and they have a cloaca? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, do, do you remember oh, Freddie? He... Uh, he got in trouble, didn't he, on that episode of Bob's Burgers? Like, what? <laughs> where, where is he from? <laughs> we were talking about, like, are we going to have pasta or are we going to have a curry for tea? <laughs> why, why are we now talking about those? Just like, that's just what I was thinking about. My, my youngest is the most annoying because she's the youngest and is a little princess because she's, like, young child. Uh, she's got that going on for her. Yeah. Uh, she is lazy in a completely different way to my eldest. She'll just go, hey, you know what? I really can't be bothered to wipe my ass after this poo. Uh, Dad, I, I've forgotten how to do it. Oh like, my what? God. So I've, I've just forgotten. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, for God's sake. I, I, I think I have to teach you this like every time. And I'm just you're lying, aren't you? No, not lying. I just forgot. I just forgot. I want my mum. She wipes my bum. Why won't you? Oh, my God. That That's the most annoying. Because eventually you have to cave in. Because it's, it's far easier just to just go, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I know you're lying to me. And I'm not going to punish you for that because I'm just so frustrated and gobsmacked at the fact that you've told me such a blatant lie. For the twenty seventh week in a row, <laughs> I'm just going to do it, and I don't care anymore. You've you've won that battle now. I will wipe your bum, and I'm going to get my own back when I'm like in my eighties and I'm senile, and you can wipe my bum. <laughs> that'll be fair. So yeah, yeah, they're they're annoying in that way. Like all of them, it's it's a constant battle to kind of figure out either where you are. Or what you should be doing with your life. <laughs> like, I'm having to wipe a five-year-old's ass because she's too lazy and has forgotten how to do it again. Thankfully, not as annoying for sleep, but... There are things, though, that you just, you can't... Like, there are things you just have to give in on. It's like tea time and stuff like that. My, For some reason, my daughter, if we go to a restaurant, will eat the peas. She has no issue with that. They're just garden peas. Yet, if I make garden peas at home, she will throw them at me one by one and say these are disgusting you're disgusting i hate you why are you making me eat these peas they're gross like you, you eat the you eat the peas yeah. at the restaurant they're no different no they just taste different like, fucking right fine i'll give you something else then because you can't let them go hungry that, like you say you can't let just let your kid yeah. walk around with a shitty ass you have to give in on that one there's yeah. no other way you can go about you can't be like right one you can just sleep in bed with a shitty ass then like no you you can't do yeah. that you have to give in <laughs> Exactly. exactly. Daddy, these peas were cooked by professionals. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's that. Daddy, you don't know what, what you're doing. microwave did you heat these peas in? <laughs> Certainly not a Weatherspoon's microwave. And it shows. That's the thing, like, the places we go to, we're not going to fucking Marco Pierre White's every week or something. I know <laughs> the places we go to, the guys cooking that food in the back are 20-year-old spot yoinks who haven't got real any clue about what they're doing. They're just dudes who needed a job. He's like, yeah, I can reheat some food. Why not? I can flip the odd burger yeah. for you. And, like, Georgia <laughs> thinks they're some kind of Michelin-starred chef or something yeah you need to invest in ramekins that's what you need to do just oh. all her food in individual ramekins <laughs> like cereal in the morning you got 17 ramekins yeah. <laughs> with all, all yeah, of cereal exactly. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Ramekin for every cornflake. <laughs> My sister was like that for the longest time, from like when I was young enough to remember, until not too long ago, I think, like a a good five years ago, that everything had to be separate and nothing could touch. And yeah, ramekins would have been a good idea for that. Um, Going back to the whole sleep thing, I wonder what age it is where you can't sleep because you have to ask loads of questions until... those questions are what you use to help sleep. Like I go to go to sleep thinking about how dinosaurs are lizards and have a cloaca. Did I say yeah, that right? That's right. Like for for example, last night I had to get up at stupid o'clock in the morning today, so, and I usually go to sleep like what half eleven, twelve ish. But obviously, I had to go to bed a bit earlier yesterday to get up today, and I spent, I laid in bed and thought about NFL playoff scenarios and how uh, the Buccaneers can be seeded in different ways, and that helped me fall asleep. So maybe that's what you could do for your children, you just get just get the big list out and uh, see where uh, your favourite team could be seeded, and then they'll just pass out. Just start giving them possible, well think about this Georgia, how did they build the pyramids? Good night. <laughs> oh, what? Oh. I, I expect a 500-word essay on my desk tomorrow morning. Yeah. You're off the force. That's interesting because I, for the longest, the longest time now, I cannot go to sleep unless I'm listening to something. I always, always, always have a podcast on yeah. when I go to sleep. And Sarah will find me in the morning with my headphone wire wrapped around my neck and I'll wake up and she's like untangling it. Like I've tried to garrot myself in the evening, but I just cannot get to sleep without it because I just cannot. My brain just starts racing the second I lie down yeah. and I've got nothing. If you've got nothing on in my ear to distract me, that's it. Forget it. Like my, my brain is just gone thinking of a million different things and it's no good. I'm exactly the same. Exactly the same. Coupled with tinnitus. So if if I am just left to like think my own thoughts, all I can think of is, is my tinnitus really annoying? <laughs> Isn't it just constant and really loud? And yeah, just can't get sleep. So have have one of those like little phone holder things that like are clipped on to the bedside table. Oh yeah, yeah. So I can just have my phone like next to me on the bed and just watch something on it until I fall asleep. And it, it's the only way I can get sleep. It probably explains a lot to why I'm single now, but <laughs> <laughs> it's. You know, not not many women want to share a bed with a guy who uh, has a fascination with Minecraft videos that are really relaxing, <laughs> and that's the only way he can get to sleep. ASMR Minecraft. ASMR Minecraft. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm the complete opposite. I have to have perfect dark and perfect silence to be able to sleep. Actually, yeah, because when you stayed at, to be left when you stayed at my, my house, thoughts. you have earplugs in and a, an eye thing on, don't you? Sometimes I do, yeah. Yeah, I just need to be in complete dark, and then some. I, I I can sleep anywhere. Like I can sleep on a solid hard floor, which I have done around yours. Yeah, just as, as long as it's dark and quiet, yeah, I can yeah. do it with your eyes still open <laughs> <laughs> in a seated in a seated know. position. <laughs> yeah, I don't sleep. I wait. Yeah. <laughs> what do you say? You're like fucking. Mate, you're like how... Leon, just waiting for an opportunity to snipe somebody <laughs> or take them out. <laughs> right. How do you think then you are going to cope? having to share a room with your baby and your baby mama for, like, the first six months. I am getting a lot of sleep in now because I know I won't get any in the first six months. <laughs> Actually, yeah, because you need complete dark and quiet. Yeah, mate, that's that's just not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Maybe I'll start trying to find new podcasts to listen to. Maybe you will. Do you know what? This is weird, actually. You <laughs> might find a new 
Okay, so here comes, after I completely said last week we're not going to give anyone advice, I'm just going to say, this isn't advice, this is just what we did to get Georgia to sleep, basically. We were lucky, and from about eight months old, Georgia slept about seven, eight hours through the night. She was, for some reason, she had her last drink at about 11 o'clock, and she would go to sleep. So we had a routine, we would give her a, a milk at about 11 o'clock, we had a, a motorized chair that would rock gently, it was a, a Ziggy Zebra chair shout out ziggy zebras and nice. i would rock her to sleep in my arms she would go to sleep and then i would have to lean over the ziggy zebra and mimic its rocking motion with my arms and then as i'm and then rock down to the ziggy zebra place georgia in it and then she would go to sleep and yeah. and then you had to like run down that corridor away from that boulder <laughs> Like slide under that that door that's slowly closing shut and retrieve your hat yeah. at the last minute. But we couldn't we couldn't then find a way to get Georgia upstairs without her then waking up immediately. So even though she was she would sleep all the way through, if we tried to move her, she would just wake up. So we just kind of thought, well, we're just going to take the sleep and just let her sleep. So I slept on the couch in the living room for about three months. To tr- so that we knew, like, okay, she's getting good sleep. It's, like, really healthy. That's kind of a yeah. good thing. And that was just what we ended up doing. And then when she got older then, then it just became a case of, okay, after a bowl, we'll just kind of rock her to sleep upstairs and all that kind of thing. And then, you know, put her in a cot and all that kind of stuff. And it was okay. But you will find, like, you'll find a routine, Benny, that works. But then the worst thing is, is that for some reason, one night that routine doesn't work. And then you've got to try and find something else. And that's pretty horrible. Yeah. It definitely is. When they're all out of sorts, whether it's teething, whether it's gripe, you know, colic, anything like that, when there is something that affects them, it affects the whole house. And mm. it is the worst thing. But I was just trying to uh, think of a way that you can make a, a Ziggy Zebra stair lift so they can just have that continued motion going up the stairs. <laughs> Maybe if you know a mechanic or something, I bet they could, fab- I bet they could make one for you. You, bet, you must, If you know yeah, a guy... Exactly. I've got friends at Stenner. We'll get on hold. Get hold of them. Yeah, there you go. I don't think the thing is, Benny. I don't think you'll have to worry because, like we said, you're going to be so out of sorts and so tired. I don't think you're going to care that the room's not perfectly dark or whatever. There was a couple of times with Georgia, I just literally fell asleep on the bed, fully clothed, mm. shoes as well, because I was so tired. Oh yeah. And I'd take her out for a walk, at, you know, two or three o'clock in the morning. She'd fall asleep, and I'd just walk into the house and fall asleep immediately, and then wake up like fully clothed with my shoes on still. Because so yeah, tired. Exactly. And like during the day as well, uh, you just, right, she's down for a nap. I'm going to have a nap. Yeah. And and that's it. And that, for me, has never gone away. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> it's like, right, all the kids are happy and quiet. I think I'll have a snooze. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's- I do feel I do feel like parenthood is just about a series of naps with uh, feeding and changing in between. Yeah, it is, it is for the first bit, for sure. Yeah. Because you, your body yeah, just gets yeah. such a shock. You're so out of sorts. It's it's crazy. Yeah. And and that's it. You've got to think the baby is out now. This is all new to the baby. Mm. They don't have a routine because they've never, ever experienced a routine. They've just yeah. done whatever they've wanted to do. So it's it, it does take a, a while to train it out of them. Like with Daisy, my youngest, it took about 18 months for her to properly get into a proper routine, which wasn't ideal at all, but you just you just live with it, you cope with it, that becomes your life for that period of time, and eventually it does get better. But even now, getting back to annoying bloody things that kids do, she will not go to sleep by herself. 
I have to, whenever she goes up to bed, I have to spend an extra, like, half an hour getting her to sleep. Bearing in mind she was five in September, and we're in December now, so she's five and a bit, just hold her hand while she goes to sleep. Because that's her comfort, that's what we've always done with her since she was a baby, and she cannot get to sleep if you are not in the room, or preferably sat next to her holding a hand. And part of me has always wanted to train that out of her, but then part of me thinks, this is probably my last kid. And she gets lots of comfort and affection from me and feels really safe by holding onto my hand. Why on earth would I want to stop that? Maybe I'll review it when we get to like 12, 13. (laughs) (laughs) If it's still going on then, I'll think, okay, now we need to change it. But for now, it is just what it is. And you have to see that positive from it. Maybe, Maybe review it when she goes home with a boy for the first time after going to the club at 18. And then she says, after like they finished having a kiss and a cuddle, can I, just, I need to bring my dad to come over and get me to sleep. Fucking <laughs> what? <laughs> you can review it. I thought maybe. you were going to say, I thought you were going to say, Dad, right, you can go now. <laughs> I don't need you in the room. <laughs> I'm comfortable now. I'll be okay. All right. See you later. <laughs> Jimmy and I get my dad now. just to like sit next to her. <laughs> just, you sit in the wicker chair now and read me the Gruffalo, please. <laughs> I've got to say, there was like, the funny thing is, is if you feel grouchy, Benny, or pissed off, you feel like the world's biggest arsehole, and you just feel, mm. how can I be angry? This is a like real talk. Is like, how can I be angry at this child that has no idea what it's doing, yet you're so mm. fucking tired and stressed and totally out of any kind of comfort zone you ever had that I kind of sheepishly would admit to fellow parents, and I'm sure I admitted this to Adam like way back in the day, and I just kind of said, like, was there ever times you just had to go upstairs and scream into a pillow? <laughs> People were like, yeah, I did. Because I, I just couldn't, I was so frazzled and so at my wit's end of tiredness and mm. fucking just the constant, because every day just, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the COVID thing. Like every day just becomes the same thing and there's nothing you can do to change it because you can't change it. And you, you just kind of have to, there are times where I would go upstairs, cry, like, a madman for about 45 seconds and then scream into a pillow just to get the stress and the pressure off my system. <laughs> but no one ever tells you that, like, that's okay. Or, it's okay. Just get out your system, mm. you know, have a shout, have a scream, or even just go for a little five-minute walk to clear your head. You know, you, ne- you never kind of hear that side of it, which I think you should hear that side of it more, that, okay, you are going to be super stressed as well, as, you know, as sort of like, yeah. say, like your whole world being turned upside down. People yeah, are going to say, Benny, Benny used to be chill before you as a dad. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely change. And it, and you become one of those, hor- you become the cliched person who just can't do anything but talk about their kids because there's nothing else to talk yeah. about. You you don't do anything yeah. else. You miss things, you miss TV. I, I used to watch football all the time. I cannot genuinely tell you the last time I watched a full game of footy because I just ended up like, <laughs> nah, like whatever, I'm not that bothered. And you find, yeah. and there's you- something else, Benny, you'll find that the things you love to do you will actually find out what those things really are. Because when you've got free time, you would then think, okay, I really want to do this thing. I'm that thing now, do the thing, mm. I'm not too fussed. Now I really want to do this thing, whatever it is. And you'll find that out as well. And that's interesting. You'll, uh, you'll, you'll find yourself kind of very limited to do the things that an adult would do. But you will find yourself getting deep into, for example, Fyman Sam Law. <laughs> and... Oh. <laughs> and 
the the merits of the various uh, Justin Fletcher shows and how <laughs> he's better doing the voice of members of the Tweenies than he is doing the voice of another character in one of his shows and, and weighing up the benefits of how long will Bing go on for? Will it go on forever or will we reach a natural point where Bing ends and I can finally watch something else? We do have to... I think it's only fair that we shout out the official cartoon of all of our friendships, which is Barbie Life in the Dreamhouse, which yes. <laughs> which we all absolutely love. And yeah, you'll find things like that, Benny. You could have just put something on TV one day and you'd be like, what are you watching? And I'll, I'm, watch, I'm watching, just watching this thing. And you'll be like, okay. And then you'll end up really enjoying it. Yeah. It's like a, like a different side of it, a different side of TV. It's beautiful. That show is incredibly well written. I, I, I will defend that to my... <laughs> Dude, to my death. It's, it's such That's a it. it's such I, a I clever must... show. It's so cl- people. Anyone who listens to me now, find Barbie Life in the Dreamhouse. Forget it. Forget what it is. Like, it's on Netflix. Forget what you're watching for a sec. Just enjoy the quality of writing. It's phenomenal. It's mm-hmm. phenomenal. Are we going to evolve into a uh, an episode by episode Barbie <laughs> Life in the Dreamhouse review podcast? What do they call those? They call I'm, like, I'm quite happy for that to happen. Is it like minute by minute or something? They call those podcasts or like. There's one about Star Wars, isn't there, where they just review one minute of the Star Wars film every week. Yeah. And that's doing <laughs> Barbie Life in the Dreamhouse. <laughs> it's mad, though. Everyone I've shown yeah. that show to ends up going, it's pretty good, actually, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> it knows what it is. That's I can't wait to get uh, Randy Bravo on as a guest. <laughs> <laughs> that will be phenomenal. Because me, 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 and, me and Blossom always watch, well, we say we always, we watch a lot of the um, Real Housewife shows. And it's trashy TV they are. Andy Cohen, who Randy Bravo is based off of, it must be an absolute billionaire. He's got so much money. So every time he comes on these uh, Real Housewives shows, I always say, oh, look, it's Randy Bravo. Look. <laughs> Dude, Real Housewives. Oh, my God. So you'll find out. But yeah, I can't wait to... Go on, mate. I can't wait to find out how um, like Peppa Pig is actually full of Lovecraftian Cthulhu horror. Mate, That's going to be very interesting there, there at three in the morning. Sublime moments in Peppa Pig. Yeah. Sublime, perfectly written, perfectly timed comedy. Yeah. One of my favourites is when Peppa Pig is struggling to whistle. All of her friends can whistle. All of her family can whistle. And she's so upset she rings her best friend Susie Sheep <laughs> and goes, I can't believe it. I don't see <laughs> Dan's laughing because yeah, I know I've seen, I've seen every episode about 50 times <laughs> I know I know what's coming and she rings her best friend Susie Sheep and goes I can't whistle it's it's so bloody stressful I'm gonna top myself if, if I can't whistle <laughs> and Susie Sheep goes what were you on about what's whistling she doesn't even know what whistling is and so Pepper describes it to her and Susie tries it and gets it first time and then it cuts hard cut to Pepper just slamming the phone down, not even saying goodbye, nothing, but the look on Pepper's face. Ah, oh, it's, it's perfect. It should have won an Oscar, or whatever the Peppa Pig equivalent is. Yeah, whatever the cartoon equivalent is. It's just mad. That show's so good. That show's so good. And like, okay, this is turning into this, but Ben and Holly's Little Kingdom. I love that show so oh, much. I love that show so much. Big Bad Barry. Big Bad Barry. I changed my so Big Bad Barry is a giant fish because it's it's elves and pixies, Benny and fairies, and that kind of universe. And it's made by the same people who made Peppa Pig. And there's there's a giant fish character in it called Big Bad Barry, and he sort of eats things that uh, the pixies and the elves and the fairies do because he lives on he lives in the lake. And one day I changed my Facebook profile picture to Big Bad Barry, and out of nowhere I got 
four or five replies, clearly from people who were friends of my friends, who I didn't know, just saying in caps, oh my god, that's Big Bad Barry. (laughs) 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 Clearly the the legend of Big Bad Barry is strong. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing show. It's so good. Yeah, and then there's some like absolutely awful ones that you still have to sit through. Like Bing, for example. We've had Bing on so much in this house. To the point where I, I like wrote an essay on my phone about Bing and like sending it to people going, Right, so what's the deal with this? Where where are Bing's parents? Who is this person looking after him? He's not the same species as Bing. He isn't a rabbit. Is it some kind of like dystopian future where these are the only real creatures and the people looking after them are actually like robots created by an an AI that's determined to like preserve the species? No, it's just it's a kid with a, a soft puppet representing his grandparent. That's all it is. But that's what you have to do to survive. <laughs> I will say, yeah, that for the longest time we did the well. I think you'll find that our child, when she's born, will not be sat in front of the television watching it because I'm not <laughs> going to riddle her mind with stupid, inane children's TV shows and bright colours. I will entertain my daughter like a responsible father okay and then i climbed down off my soapbox one afternoon when i think george was about two months old and she wouldn't stop crying so i said let's put the tv on and see what see what happens so we put that on mickey mouse clubhouse came on and she stopped crying and was glued to it and i went oh okay maybe tv's okay then and it is it's fine (laughs) it works out sometimes it's perfectly educational with daisy my youngest i i will forever believe that her development with language is because she's been exposed to more mature cartoons and tv shows because that's what my older kids watch like teen titans go that's not aimed at like the cbb's crowd but she loves it and and has for years and has that expanded vocabulary because they talk in a, a larger and wider vocabulary on that show don't get wrong she still will watch like dougie the best show on CBeebies, hey Dougie, but she will still enjoy like the older shows. She's watched all of Horrible Histories, which is aimed at like much older, mm. like age range than she is. Oh, that's is. a great show. Exactly, it really is, and it's just about using TV smartly and just going. You know what? We will expose her to it, and we will allow her to take it in and just monitor it. You know, you're not going to sit your kid in front of the TV all day unless you absolutely have to. Using it as a tool is really beneficial. It's really beneficial for the kid. Yeah, and sometimes they have to be able to switch off like we do. Sometimes you just have to, like, yeah, you can just watch your name drivel for an hour and a half or something. It's fine. You know, like, those fucking... (laughs) I'm going to sound like such a twat, and I don't don't care. (laughs) Those parents who are always... um... Well, today me and Tabitha spent six hours making papier-mâché clones of our favourite historical... Oh, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Like, ah. like, shut it. I don't care what you've been doing. Yeah. You haven't been doing that. You haven't been doing that at all. You're just saying that and no. putting it out there, trying to be the fucking big hero, making a big hero move, but you just haven't yeah. been doing that at all. I, I think <laughs> I think there is a lot going on on social media, especially on Facebook, in the mums groups, because without wanting to sound sexy, it, it is usually, in my experience, the mums getting together and comparing themselves to other mums. Yeah, I, yeah. And I would say that's right as well in some way finding themselves wanting with 
I'm not being as good a parent for my child as evidently these mums are being with mm. with their kids. I'd better get the fucking papier-mâché out tomorrow so I can put photos up and show off that we are actually doing this kind of thing. And it becomes a bit of a, a, a vicious circle with everyone feeling shit about themselves as a parent by comparing themselves to other parents. Just like the rest of social media, you're comparing your life to <laughs> other people's. Yeah. It's even worse as a parent because you know you've got a lot lying on this person's future when they grow up by what you do now as a parent. And so you feel so much under pressure to do that kind of thing. And you should be doing that kind of thing, just not to compare yourself with other people. Just because it's what you want to do and it's what you think your child will enjoy. Yeah, do the, do those things to be a good parent. You don't have to show off. No one fucking cares. I I just I genuinely. It seems, it seems like like the next logical progression from like um, online celebrities and magazines looking perfect and women um, not being able to meet make those standards. It's, it seems like a follow on from that. Like maybe that's like aimed at a younger thing, and then as you get older, it's like mums trying to one up each other on the internet. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. It's 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 weird. You, I genuinely, genuinely think nobody really cares about other people's kids. You've just got too much to worry about with your own kids mm. to be mm. analysing and studying what other parents are doing with their kids. All, all, all you're doing when you post a picture of your kid on social media, the only thing that occurs in someone's mind is go, they go, yeah, click like, scroll on. That's it. Yeah. They're not. They're not. They're not looking at it, thinking, "Oh fuck, I wish I had that kid." My kid's fucking shit. Your kid's awesome. Why can't I have your kid? Yeah. No, they're not thinking that. You haven't got time to think that because you're too busy doing other stuff with your kids. Well, you should be anyway. Yeah. I'm. I'm not one of those parents who films everything or you know takes pictures of every single thing. I don't need to because I. I. I live it every day. I see my daughter. Mm-hmm. I'm looking to see my daughter every day, and I get to live it. And it's like when you go to school nativities and stuff like that, 90% of the parents are stood there with a phone in front of their face. And I'm looking at them thinking, your kid can't even see you. All the kid can see is the back of your phone. How about you put the phone yeah. down and let them look at you and how happy you are that you're happy to watch them. Now, fair enough. You want to just like do a quick five-second video at the start or a 10-second video? That's great. But the ones I've been to, there are yeah. parents there who record the whole thing. Oh, that's really sad. Like your kid never yeah, gets exactly. to. Your kid has never ever seen your reaction at an activity because you think other people give a shit about how your kid delivered its fucking lines. I just find it. I find it uh, maddening. Uh, uh, maddening. I th- I think a lot of schools though and and things have that in mind now when they do their. Oh uh, uh, yeah, good like point. School nativities, school plays. They say, put your phones down. Put your phones away. You've got the chance to take photos at the end your kid will come over. And it's not just to protect the other kids, you know, so you're not taking a photo with, like, 20 kids up on the stage, but it's to make you sit and appreciate that. Now, the bad thing is, you then have to sit through, like, an hour and a half long show of lots of shitty kids (laughs) singing shittily with a shittily written... (laughs) I'll tell you what, fucking seven-year-olds, they can't act, can they? When they get their training, they're terrible. (laughs) They're terrible. It's disgraceful. I take, I, offense, I take offense to that. I was a great actor as a child. I was in all the plays and shows, and I was a good singer as well. I was in the choir, thank you very much. You were not in the choir. Oh, no. I was in the choir, I had a great voice. <laughs> oh my I'm god. Like, um, 
um, again, we need a, another Simpsons reference in this episode. It's like when Homer was uh, in the choir at his school, and then uh, his voice breaks while he's singing "No Holy Night." <laughs> that's that's kind of how I was. And my voice broke, and then my uh, that, career that as, um, as well. the male Charlotte Church was ruined. <laughs> Fucking big yeah, Luciano Benny over here. I was in the choir at secondary school, and oh we were entering in to a competition, national competition to go and sing or like be the kids singing in a uh, a production of Joseph and the Amazing Technical Dreamcoat in Blackpool wow. or somewhere. Wow. I can't remember if it was Philip Schofield or Jason Donovan. It was that long ago. The school got through, but not me. <laughs> Instead of just saying <laughs> to me, my, the like the choir teacher and the music teacher, I, w- I won't name him, but I don't know if he's still You know him. you are. But he... Yeah, I know who he is. No, <laughs> he came up to me and instead of saying, look, Adam, your voice is breaking. You had a good voice before. It's not not good now because it is going up and down. You know, like a sensible, mature person would. <laughs> he came up to me during my lunch and said, you can't come in for uh, choir practice. We didn't get in. We didn't win the competition. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> Went in. Open the door. The rest of the fucking choir is in the hall. Oh my Shuts god! In my face. <laughs> Absolutely devastated. I just walk around, just like walking away with a figurative tear in my eye. And I've never liked Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor <laughs> Dreamcoat as a result. You're still salty about it. Fuck that show. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm still salty about it. <laughs> Two choir boys on the show. Who would have known? Bloody hell! <laughs> yeah. You'll be stunned yeah, to believe say, you you'll, know. you'll be stunned to believe, lads, that I was never in the choir. <laughs> I know. You, that, that's why you, you never went to never school. Never noticed that uh, Benny and I were in the choir. Otherwise, we would have like worked towards that barbershop quartet. That's right. We would, we would have needed a good fourth. Person. Yeah, we would have needed a fourth. Exactly. Bloody exactly. <laughs> Benny, any updates from this week? Then we are waiting patiently for kicking to start happen. Uh, Blossom. She keeps saying to me she gets a bubbly feeling, like a fluttery feeling in her belly. Oh, yeah. But oh. she she's like she's getting impatient. She wants like a proper she wants a kicking to happen. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, nothing nothing as yet. Like I said, we've got a, a midwife appointment in a couple of weeks, and that's as far as we've got so far. That's really I'll tell you, that is so freaky when like they start when when obviously when they're close to being ready to come out and I remember Sarah was lying on the bed and Georgia obviously in Sarah's <clears throat> in Sarah's tummy was like pushing her hand out, and I was like, oh, "What the fuck? It's mm. so freaky!" Because a little hand, you can just see the kind of faintest shape of a little hand. You know when they're in the tent in the Blair Witch, it's like that, and like the hands start <laughs> appearing in the tent. And you're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and it's like it's the weirdest thing, but it's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah. I had that feeling when we went for the twenty week scan. Obviously, you can see all the bones are forming and everything in there, but there was one moment which was quite early on. It looked the baby got right right in the face of the camera, and like I could see into its eyes. It was terrifying, <laughs> but also cool at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Oh, Have man. you uh, ever thought about going for one of those four D scans? I mean, I get at the end of the day, that's um, Blossom's call, but I don't see. Well, I I personally don't see the appeal in it. I'm with you. But, but that might just be because I'm a tight ass who's trying to buy a house, and that's more important than <laughs> getting a four D scan of a child. When I've got a perfectly good scan that we can send to everyone. Yeah, I yeah. find it weird. I don't. I don't see the point in it because it, why would you get a four D scan? It's going to be here in a couple of months anyway. I don't know. I don't get it. I I was the opposite. I had four D scans for the first two, and would have for the third one, but Mum wasn't happy with it. 
Oh, it was amazing. Because the way it is, like, the the normal scan, it's just like a cross-section of the baby. So you get to see mm-hmm. them in profile, get to see their arms. But the 4D scan is you are looking at the baby's face, like a 3D representation of the baby. But as it's moving around, it's live. You can see its arms moving around. And with both of them, you can see their face moving as well on mm. both of the ones I did. And with my eldest on hers, we could see her like yawning and stretching and like putting a finger in her mouth and what have you. And <laughs> that just made it so much more real because you are seeing your baby's face, essentially. And uh, it was fantastic. It just made it that much more exciting. But I completely get it is a very Marmite thing. You either really want to do it or you just don't want to do it at all. There's very little like, eh, maybe I would if I had the money. It, yeah. it is very distinct difference between the two. How much are they? Oh, I, I couldn't say now. It's, oh, okay. You know, I, I haven't looked around. But at the time, it was like £100. Damn. Which, when you are saving up for a baby, you've got a baby on the way, it's a fair wad of money. But then you think, well, actually, this is like, potentially could have been like a one-off or this is the last time it's ever going to happen. So let's do it. Let's go for it. With my youngest, we went for a scan where they recorded uh, a private scan and they recorded the heartbeat. And they said, you know what? For an extra tenner, we'll put it in this little machine, like a Build-A-Bear workshop type of thing, uh, (laughs) and actually put it in a bear. So you've got it. And at the time, I thought, that's a bit of a rip-off. But we thought, you know what? We'll get it. It's a nice little thing. But now, like five and a bit years later, after she's born, we still got it. Still works. And it's so amazing to hear that sound and go, shit, that's the sound of her in the womb. That noise or whatever it is that you hear on the scans. That's Night Rider. Oh, it's beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Didn't everyone else have that kind of scan with the the red light going across the belly? Yeah. We had a 4D scan and he just kind of went like that. Like the guy in the leather jacket and the very hairy chest. Yeah. In the back of the lorry. I did say to the I said to the midwife, I said, can you go like, like, is there a chance to do a better scan than a 4D scan? And she said, there's an interstellar scan, but that might put you in some kind of wormhole. I was like, I just don't worry then. I won't bother with that either. It's fine. Benny, I forgot to ask you last week because we were talking about uh, sick and poo and everything. Uh, how are you with that stuff? Are you are you okay with it? Like, does it bother you at all? I I've got a decent stomach for that. It's more I, I'm not great with well, no, well, yeah, like blood and gore is my sort of thing. Oh, okay. But, uh, hopefully, no touch, touch wood, that won't happen. You were fine, lads. Like you're not bothered by it at all. Uh, you know what? Not now. <laughs> Definitely not now. <laughs> yeah. Like even vomit and stuff like that is just like yeah, just get it out of yourself. It's fine snot that's great you know you you get to the point where your kid's a bit snotty you just like wipe it with your thumb and just like rub it on your top because you just don't care anymore <laughs> that's so true <laughs> it's that's so true yeah and adam's got the thousand yard stare of someone who sends some shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i mean the three the kids will do that to being you. A, a dad <laughs> yeah no it, it it is what it is you know at, at the end of the day i just think well it's it's my kid i have to <laughs> do it I have to wipe yeah. her ass because she's forgotten how to do it. <laughs> yeah. else is going to do it, so it's what we have to do. And you have to get on with that. 
my eldest is so phobic of vomit. Even if she thinks about vomiting, it makes her sick. <laughs> it makes like this self-repeating cycle oh, God. of her just slightly boking up a bit. <laughs> and I don't know how she will cope when when she comes to having a kid, if she does. She, she is pretty firm that she's going to adopt, so hopefully she'll just go past that stage. Yeah. <laughs> the, Have you got any 15-year-olds, mate? <laughs> Yeah, I say just adopt an eighteen-year-old. Yeah, it's fine. way easier. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the worst poos when it's all down their back. Like they just you, they lie down and they just do a shit, and then you you kind of have to. The good thing about be- babies, Benny, is you can put them. Like I said, you can just kind of put them down somewhere, and they just won't move. They just stay there. So mm-hmm. when they're sort of three, four, five months old, and you're changing them, or you kind of put them on a little play mat or something. And you have to like walk out the room yeah. to, I don't know, get something or whatever. And you come back in and you can smell it and you think, oh, no, I've missed it. Which means you've been lying <laughs> there for the past two minutes with it. And then that's it. <clears throat> then it's just burn everything. Don't bother washing the clothes. <laughs> Don't bother washing anything. Just like put all the stuff in the bin and then just get the baby in the bath or, you know, get like 50 wet wipes out. Yeah. And the thing is, you two have dealt with the poo. The wee's not been an issue. I mean, Benny, you've not dealt with it, but you will. And the mm. the wee isn't an issue for you. For me, it was because I had a boy. A boy, yeah. And those people listening, <laughs> yeah, have boys know it'll go everywhere. What you have <laughs> to do, and this again, it's not a tip for everyone because it's going to sound pretty weird. <laughs> is what I did was open the nappy, so do the little tags at the side, lift the front down, blow, like <laughs> not like as in you were blowing like a, a hot cup of tea. <laughs> just gently on his willy and then put the nappy back on because that sudden exposure to cold air will make him do a big wee and if you just take the nappy off and start changing him he's gonna do that while the nappy's off in your <laughs> face like you've seen in multiple films and tv shows of the inept dad or like uncle getting piss in the face that will happen so so for a good long while, I spent a great deal of my time blowing on a child's penis <laughs> so I didn't get pissed on. <laughs> Thankfully, with girls, you'd, I'm, I'm sure I'm, no, I'm, sure I'm going to get a call from social services soon. But <laughs> it is just something you have to do to like save your tops. My top's got too much snot and I can't have piss on it as well. Well, everything, like your tops, <laughs> your carpet, your walls, the changing mat, everything just... With a boy, every, if you're not careful, everything just gets covered in piss. Because they just, like you say, there's no right <laughs> sort of like safety net or anything. This is a related segue now, talking about boys and blowing and causing messes. Right, I have... <laughs> this goes back to the beginning with annoying thing kids do. My lad sometimes doesn't think and he'll just do something with the maximum amount of force <laughs> or power that needs to be done. Because yep. he's a boy. Because he's a boy. Like yeah, that's strength. what boys do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, because it's Christmas, I've got Christmas decorations out, and I've got these nice like Christmas candle candelabras, big thick pillar candles on the top. And I light them in the evening, even when the kid's around, because it's nice and festive. And my lad likes lighting him, and I'm t- teaching him how to use like matches safely and responsibility over fire and stuff like that. And he loves lighting them. And he's also going, right, I want to blow them out now. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. And his sister is going, I want to blow one out too. Because that's what kids do. They argue like that. So I said, right, you can blow one out each then. So girl goes up, she blows one out. Nice, gentle, like, and it's blown out. My lad goes up, goes, right, it's a candle. That fire needs to be out. 
and he blows as hard as he can. And now at the back of my wall is a huge streak of wax from all the wax <laughs> the candle that he's blown onto the wall. Oh my it's, god. It's an absolute nightmare. Well, the candle's out though, Dad. <laughs> like, yeah, it is. And half of it's on the fucking wall, mate. What are you doing? Hey, man, if it's worth doing, it's worth overdoing. Exactly. But that's it. He's just used to, like, birthday candles. Well, it's birthday. That's what you've got to do. <laughs> but you don't have to worry about, like, the hot wax going into, like, your, your cousin's face. He's, like, getting too close to the, the cake and the candles on it. And you don't have to worry about that. But I now have to, like, figure out a way to scrape all of this wax off and repaint a part of my wall. So thanks for that, son. Thank you. <laughs> That's because you've conditioned him with uh, 12 years of fake birthday candles that never go out. So <laughs> yeah. he feels like he's got to do that with That's every true. candle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to go full force. Yeah, I was. I wanted exactly. to... I always um, asked a question about Sick and Pooh, Benny, because I was talking to someone the other day about, oh, my friend who's just had a, a boy, which is a wild story I'll tell at some point on here. But I was talking to him about the worst time that Georgia was sick. And it was the second time me and my wife had gone out and had a date night, um, obviously without <clears throat> without Georgia being there. So my sister-in-law was babysitting for the first time. So we fed Georgia, did the whole thing, made sure that she had nothing to do. I said, listen, all you've got to do is, in a couple of hours, if she wakes up, she might want a bit of food. If not, that's fine. But just try her a bit of the bottle, see if she wants it. If she doesn't, don't worry about it. It's fine. We'll be back in about two and a half, three hours. Don't worry. Because, and any new parents listening, any new parents listening, just quickly to to go off topic for a second, do not forget that you are also a married couple and not just parents. Make some time for yourselves without your child. That is not a bad thing. Do not forget why you fell in love. Don't do it. No, join me. (laughs) Be single too. It's fine. (laughs) Do not forget why you fell in love and have a child in the first place because you love each other. Don't forget that, okay? Spend time as a couple, not just as parents. Anyway, so we get back. We'd obviously made a big effort. You know, we sort of got dressed up, went somewhere really nice and sort of made an evening of it. Sarah goes into George's room, picks her up, gives her a cuddle. George is a bit grumbly. So we say to uh, my wife's sister, how's she been? She's like, well, yeah, she's a little bit grumbly, but she's been okay. And then just out of nowhere, Georgia just barfs the most barf I've ever seen in my life. And it's in Sarah's. There was so much and it was so thick. It was in Sarah's, because Sarah's holding it at the time. It's in Sarah's hair. It's down her top. (laughs) It's in her bra. There was sick in her bra. It's down her jeans. It's in her boots. (laughs) everything and then there was a and i mean like when i say a mound i mean like a molehill of sick on the carpet because it was like it was like the exorcist genuinely just a blah like that we have no idea why we don't know what happened we maybe it was something to do with that bottle or something maybe we hadn't sterilized it enough or it hadn't been done properly or something we couldn't work it out we did everything the same but then it's only time it happened so but i don't know whatever everything got thrown in the bin so everything Sarah was wearing, like <laughs> like all these nice clothes we had, we just had to throw even the boots. Because I was just I was just saying to her, like, I'm, I, there's no way we're going to get the smell out of those boots. They're now full of sick. And I was on my hands and knees scooping with my bare hands lumps of sick into a bag. That's how thick it was. And then <laughs> and then I had to go out later that night, and I went to a large ASDA that sold white goods, and I had to buy a wet vacuum 
So then I just and then I spent the whole night vacuum like wet vacuum the carpet to try and get the smell to try and get the smell out. And I just kept saying to Sarah, she's done this on purpose, as like, how fucking dare you go out and leave me here? How dare you? I'll show you. But oh my god. A separation I, anxiety. That was absolutely the worst yeah. one ever. The worst. And it's it is worse so when they they've they've weaned and you get rid of that like that sickly sweet, like white sick. Yeah, that, that's easy to deal with. Yeah, and then it starts becoming like grown-up sick or like human <laughs> sick, where it's yeah, that's identifiable and it's bilious. And oh god, that that is harder to deal with. You can deal with it though, because you just become so desensitized to it by that point. But oof. yeah, and it's, <laughs> that it's sounds absolutely horrendous. It <laughs> stunk. It absolutely stunk. It looked like. It looked like somebody had thrown a pot of white paint over my wife and my daughter. Somebody just like they were. My wife was just holding Georgia, and she and some guy went, "Wait there!" Just got some white paint and went, "Pluff!" But there you go, and <laughs> just like ran back out the house. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> Adam, your uh, your recurring segments. Do you have a, a name for us this yes, week? Yes, do fantastic. I have a name for us now. This is this is uh, a child who didn't appreciate their name. This is in New Zealand uh, a few years ago. This poor young girl was made a ward of the court by a judge in New Zealand. So this means that the court is now effectively her parent, so that they can fix the mistake that the parents have done with naming this child. Oh my she God. hated the child so much and found it such an embarrassment. The poor girl's name, Tallulah does the hula from Hawaii. <laughs> Why? As, as their name. I couldn't tell you. I can't imagine <laughs> anyone being in the mindset where they go, you know what? This kid, we're not going to call her Jane. <laughs> Outside the registry office, they're thinking, you know what? I've, I've had this thought. Bear with me, right? Bear me so out. Lula does a hula from Hawaii. Oh, you know what? I was thinking that exact same thing on the drive over. <laughs> you know, let's go in. Go on. We'll go in. Oh, she'll love this. That's how we know. <laughs> going into the registry office. And the registrar going ahead with it. And saying, yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> oh, she'll be a star. She will. She'll grow up. <laughs> she'll Stars in her eyes. She'll be on there. But then I wonder, I wonder if the registrar, because <laughs> if you go in and you give them the forms and all that kind of thing it's not it's the registrar is just going to go all right whatever because like when i speak yeah. to my tattooist sometimes like when i first started going back to my tattooist i sort of said have you got any that you were doing that you were thinking mate you are really going to regret this this is a really bad idea and she said yeah loads and i said did you say anything to them <laughs> she's like no that's not my job <laughs> <They're>, like <laughs> they should know she said some guy some giant biker dude or he looked like a biker dude had a massive, massive Tweety Pie done on his arm. And she said, this guy was jacked, like a massive dude, and he wanted a massive Tweety Pie on his arm. So she said, like, why why Tweety Pie? And he said, oh, I used to love the show when I was a kid. And she, was th- and she said she was thinking, <laughs> okay, fair but fair enough, but, you know, you'd get a little small one somewhere or you'd kind of mix it in with, like, a bigger piece or something. But she said it was huge. It was down his whole arm. And he came back in three <laughs> years after and asked, for, asked to have it covered up. <laughs> right, like, you know what I want? Big, big fucking Tasmanian devil now. That's, that's where my heart lies. <laughs> Tweety Pie is so passe. I need, I need, yeah, a, exactly. I need bugs or just, you, just you wait, massive fucking fireman Sam. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> but like she said, it's Norman not my Price job. on the other arm. 
<laughs> like they pay their money, I'll do it for him. That's yeah. fine. It's in the registrar. No. It's not the registrar's job, is it? Well, it is though. That is exactly the registrar's job. There, there is. No, they've got. They've got, country, they've got. to maintain like completely neutral. Yeah, I was no, say, there they're are Switzerland lists of banned names. Every country will have a list of banned names that you can't call your child. Like in Mexico, for example, in Sonora, the Mexican state, you can't call your kids things like Facebook, Burger King, <laughs> or Hitler. And quite annoyingly, you can't call your kid Robocop. <laughs> so they've got they've got the right idea so there's no little like hitler gonzalez is running around <laughs> like robocop perez that's the right idea maybe not robocop i think robocop's a pretty cool name it's timeless <laughs> robocop perez sounds like one of those fake like channel five sunday afternoon films that like, like <laughs> you're like mega shark versus giant octopus <laughs> they thought he was they thought he was decommissioned Little did they know. Like, cue the Mexican music. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, ah, Senor Robocop Perez, huh? <laughs> hey, gringo, you got that five seconds to comply. <laughs> <laughs> Robocop Perez. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I, f- I, I would like to round. I would like to round out the uh, the name segment by saying, uh, me and Blossom listened to the first episode together because she wanted to listen to it. Okay, and. Uh, Unfortunately, Shanda was vetoed. Oh, that's a shame. Oh, that's a... Oh, here's that's a question right. on names quickly. Were there any names that immediately both of you went, yeah, there's no way. There is no way I'm having that name. It's horrendous. I mean, we're quite very um, both open-minded, but you guys came up with some absolute stinkers on the uh, <laughs> on the list that you sent but us. Like what? Well, to be fair, Lydette was very good. I enjoyed that, but Lydia. No, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. Our plan always was to make a couple of li- a list each, and then uh, see if anything matched. And we had a couple, but we'd got nothing confirmed yet. That's a shame. Well, we are waiting with bated breath. Yeah, yeah, it's very exciting. <laughs> yeah. It is exciting. It is exciting to get a new yeah. baby mm. name. And then you're as, as Benny just scribbles out Robocop. <laughs> And he yeah. scribbles down Robocop Perez Benson. Well, to be yeah. fair, we don't live in Me- we d- we don't live in Mexico, so there still might be a chance. Exactly. Actually, yeah, good point. Good point. Oh, was it? Sorry. So I was going I was going to say, yeah, but Tulula the Hula from Hawaii. Okay, it's a bad name, but it's not going to be banned, is it, is it? Because it's not like a, a brand it name or. So it's not going to be on the. Okay, yeah, maybe it should be, but it's not going to be on the banned list because there's nothing actually bannable about it. It's a terrible name, I agree, but there's nothing bannable about it. Well, the Mexican ones are to prevent the child from being bullied. I mean, in, in Britain, which is good. just on a quick Google, you can't have Martian, you can't call your kid Monkey, Chowtow, which is, I assume, maybe Cantonese or Mandarin for Smelly Head, you can't <laughs> call your kid Rogue or Akuma, Nutella, <laughs> unfortunately, you can't, I know... You can't call your kid MJ, Manhattan, Prince William, Minnie Cooper, and uh, <laughs> I just read this one, which is German. You can't call your kid Stompy, <laughs> which is <laughs> Stompy. upsetting because if you've got a kid with naturally large feet, that might, <laughs> that might be what you want to do. <laughs> Stompy. Why but can't you no, call your kid no, Rogue? That's a cool name. That's a Rogue. I have Rogue. no idea. I have no idea. Yeah, like I said, no Mini, Coo- Mini Cooper, fine. I get where that's on the band list because it's products and yeah. all that kind of thing. But Rogue, that's, I don't know. That's, that's a cool name, I think. 
Maybe the uh, the creators of the X Men were very litigious. Yeah, they must be. <laughs> like, they must be. No. no. To be fair, Disney owns it now, so it's double. Oh, yeah. oh god, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's a good point. Uh, parenting <laughs> advice, Adam. What have you got for us? Okay. Uh, so again, this is very old parenting advice. Follow it if you want. I wouldn't <laughs> recommend it. Yeah. Okay. So in modern times, it's very very expected that you want to hold your baby, you want to hug them, you want to kiss them, uh, you you know, you want to cuddle them, give them a lot of emotional love, uh, especially as a dad now, that's that's more and more accepted. It's less kind of like, oh, you have to be your dad and you have to back off. You want to show your kids love and affection. But in the early 20th century, parents were all but told to ignore their kids. So Jeffries and Nichols... I can relate, go I'm on. I'm not sure who they are, <laughs> uh, but they wrote... Don't amuse or play with your baby too much. Its regular daily routine is all the stimulation its little brain needs at first. You should mother your baby and not maul it. <laughs> Babies can have cuddles, but they can get along with a lot less kissing. So, if you want to deprive your child of any kind of like physical affection or any kind of emotional support that they're going to have, after they've spent nine months literally inside a person, which is probably the closest to someone you can get, just mm. leave it alone. Change its baby with, like, barbecue tongs, uh, <laughs> changing the nappy, you know, wipe its bum with, like, a toilet brush, feed it with a very, very long bottle or some very, very saggy boobies. <laughs> just <laughs> refrain from touching your baby. Maybe address it occasionally. But uh, certainly, don't play with it. That's bad. And I think that probably brings us back to the beginning of sitting them down in front of the TV and let the TV just do it all for you. That's fine. The best way to learn is via the television. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Where would we be without it? All right. Are we done for this week then, chaps? Is that enough? Are we all right? Everything good? Oh, I I think we're done. I think we're done. Anything else from you, I Benny? Think I think we've, uh, I think we've put the will to rights and yes. talked about cartoons, which is what I definitely wanted out of this podcast. Yes, <laughs> yeah. This is just we're just creating a, basically a secret wormhole into people's minds to now go and watch and really enjoy and push for a second season of Barbie Life in the Dreamhouse. They only made fourteen yes. <laughs> of those. How is that even possible? They only made fourteen <laughs> episodes. Oh my god! No, what, what only doing. slightly more than Faulty Towers, which is considered the pinnacle of British comedy. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, it, it's up there with those, in those literary heights. There we go. Barbie better than Faulty Towers confirmed. Anyway, yeah, exactly. cheers, everybody. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye, everyone. Ciao, everyone. Ciao, everyone.